Okay, so um, we're holding in the middle of the sugya of gratitude. Okay, we started last week, and I'd like to continue, Be'ez Hashem, a little bit every week. Um, so last week we discussed the idea that gratitude is not only ben odom lechaveru, which is the most common idea and answer when, when you would ask someone, what is gratitude? It's ben odom lechaveru. But rather we learned that it is also ben odom lechaveru, and even more importantly, ben odom le'atzmoi, as the parishes that we're going through now, we talk about Moshe Rabbeinu with the, with the makas, that the first three he was not able to do because of his akaras hatoiv, even though the one he was expressing akaras hatoiv to was a Nile, a bit of water, but at the end of the day, that is uh, what it was all about. Now, we left off with this idea that many of the actions that we do is because we're looking for happiness. People are always looking and searching to be happy. That is the goal in many people's lives, this quest for happiness, and most, most people don't even realize what happiness actually is. What we're going to explain today and over the next few weeks is how if a person lives with gratitude, he lives with this actual, like as we said last time, what we're trying to do is shift gratitude from being a response to being a mindset. When a person lives with the mindset of gratitude, automatically, and we're going to show and prove this, will give him a happier existence and a happier life. And there is a lot of research that was done in modern psychology and um, in, in psychology in generally, and well, let's talk for a moment about psychology and the idea of people going to therapy and people going into the Indian of psychology. There's a lot of research done on therapy and psychology in general. And that is there is a very bad side to therapy and psychology. And what is that? What is therapy? Therapy means that you're concentrating on the bad. You are focusing on what's wrong. You're focusing on what you did wrong, on what you felt wrong, and all of these things. You're focusing on the negative, and you're looking for it, highlighting it, and working on it. Now, while that might have very good situations, certain times people need it, and we're not going into that, but at the end of the day, what it is, is basically focusing on the negative and finding what's wrong. That is what therapy, that's what psychology generally is. Looking for the negative, looking what's wrong, and trying to fix it. Okay? Now, if a person has an issue, and he goes to a therapist, what is the therapist's job? To find that which is wrong, which is the problem, and deal with it. That's that's what's going on. Now, it's true, the end result may be very good, because he may have figured out what's wrong and fixed the problem, and now he's a better person. But in the road, what have you done? You train someone to look at the negative, to look at the bad, to look at what's wrong as opposed to what's right. What we're trying to do over here is slightly different. What we're trying to do over here is, and every person can practice this on their own, and it takes a lot of effort, by the way. This is not easy stuff. I'm not recommending the saying that this is, you know, flick a switch and, yeah, gratitude becomes a mindset. You live with it and it's wonderful. You have a great, wonderful marriage and wonderful relationship with your children and your boss and everyone. It's not so simple. It takes work. And if a person uses that tremendous amount of effort and he works on gratitude, what happens is he trains his mind to focus on the good to focus on what's right, on what's good, as opposed to what's bad. And when, once we train ourselves to do that, we generally uh, develop a mindset of gratitude, which means, and this is a simple formula, an equation that works, if you spend your whole life looking and focusing on the good, that means you're going to be happy. Because at the end of the day, everything is good and everything is wonderful, and everything, then you're happy. So if you think about what causes happiness, which is what we're all looking for in life, it's really one thing. 
working on gratitude. Because if you work on gratitude, you're looking at the good in life, you're looking at what you have, as opposed to what you don't have. You're looking at all the good in life, which automatically makes you happy. So this mindset that we're working on isn't just, okay, so we're going to learn about gratitude and we'll have a lot of our correspondence to be, but it's much more than that. It goes much deeper than that. And it goes in the opposite direction of therapy, simply because what we're doing is to train our minds to concentrate, to highlight, and to use the mindset of looking for that which is good. In research, in psychology, they have linked gratitude to happiness. They have found that people that have gratitude in their lives are naturally happier people. People that have gratitude and understand what the good that they have to the, that is given to them are naturally much more happier people over here. Right? And that's what we're saying. That gratitude is not a response. Because if it's only a response, which is how most people take gratitude, then it means that only when someone specific does something for me, I'm going to reciprocate and give them my hakaras atayv, and I'm going to give them my gratitude. But over here, we're trying to do much deeper than that. We're trying to develop our minds to live with this mitzvah. Now, if it's true that gratitude equals happiness... And if a person lives with a mindset of real gratitude, it makes him into a happier person. So why is it so hard? And why don't we all do this? If this is really the recipe for a happy life, why don't we all do this? It's, it's so simple. We should run around the world telling everybody, this is what makes people happy, so do it. Well, why is it so hard? And why don't we do it? So in the, um, in the books, they tie up that no one is naturally born with gratitude. Nobody is no, a nomadseus of a person that is naturally born with gratitude. In fact, babies have a totally different midah. Babies are born with the opposite way around, right? They're needy for everything, and they want everything, whatever is good for them, and they grab hold of whatever they can, right? A baby will take anything they see and put it in their mouth. They want everything. That's, that's how they grow up, right? They, they're first born, and it's a good reason for this, by the way. There's a very good reason that a baby is born with this taiva, with this want for whatever they can grab, they take and they eat. Why did the Rabbani Shem create a metzias of a baby that wants to grab and eat everything? So there's a Merdika Maral in Pirkei The Maral says, Kina taiva v'kovid, Mishnah tells us, metzina sa'odom ina'olam. Right? These are the worst midas. They bring a person, they take a person out of the world. Says the Maral, however, these are the most necessary traits for any person that wants to be successful. Which is an amazing thing. Because the Mishnah told us that they, these are Motsinas Odom and Olam. They're the worst possible thing. Kinet Taiva the covered? Terrible. They bring a person out of the world. Opposite the Maral, on the other side of things, these character traits are that make a person successful. For example, says the Maral, if a person has no Taiva in his life, then he doesn't want to do anything. He has no want to do anything. He has no reason to do anything. He has no Taiva for anything. That's terrible. That's horrible. Says the morale, if you have taiva and you channel it in the right way, so you've taken that midah which is so powerful, which is so unbelievable, and you're using it to do good things and to become successful. Correct. If it's done in the wrong way, it's taiva in the wrong way is terrible. But you have to have some taiva. Because if you have no taiva, it's terrible. A child, a baby, is born with certain character traits. And that character is to grab everything, which is good. Because if a child wouldn't have that taiva, a child would never learn. A child, a baby learns in the first year of their life more than they learn in the next 12 years afterwards. Do you know that? The things that they learn in the first year of their life, much more than they learn in the next 12 years of their life. 
Because they learn everything. Why? Because they have that middle of, I want, I want, I want to grab, it's mine. And that type is very good. The problem is, if you're born that way, and you don't channel that taiva to be in the right place, to be in the right direction, then that's going to that's gonna come to be a negative thing. If a person has never worked on himself and he keeps that baby character trait of wanting everything and wanting everything that he had when he was a little baby and he never worked on himself, then it remains within him. And that's how we find adults that are constantly like babies. They have tithers for everything. They want everything. Because that little character trait that they got when they were a child, which was so important for their development, was never worked on and never developed. And therefore, that's what, that's going on. That's why it's very interesting how the Rabboni Shalom, you have a look at the, with the, the, the development of a child. A child doesn't have any real relationships when they're born. Right? A kid doesn't have any real relationships when they're born. The relationships come much, much later. But that's the reason. Because the first years of a baby's life is dedicated to what? To themselves. Because they have to develop themselves. If there will be relationships, animals don't have this. Animals have relationships from the minute they come out of the womb. They're busy with this one, busy with that one. A child doesn't have that. There is no relationship, obviously, with his parents, but no other relationship. Why? Because the idea that the Rabbanisha wanted was to make a child be busy with himself in the beginning. But if you keep that character trait and you don't work on it, then it becomes, I'm entitled to everything. And if I don't get what I want, then I feel like I'm missing something. And you develop no gratitude. And therefore, you, know, you think you're not getting what you're entitled to. And that's why we have adults out there that are unhappy. Because they're unhappy because they think they are entitled to certain things. They're not getting them. And therefore, it makes them unhappy. So again, it goes back to what we said in the beginning. That gratitude equals happiness. And the idea that we're not born with it is for a good reason. The Rabbani Shalom created us that we're not born with gratitude so that we can work on ourselves and therefore become who we are, which is very, very important. Gratitude needs to be worked on. It needs to be developed. It needs to be spoken about. Right? Wanting things are very good, but only when they are channeled correctly and they're done in the right way and we understand where they're coming from and who we have to give thanks to them. That is the idea. Next week, Be'ez Hashem, we're going to talk about how Lemaisa, we've talked about this idea, how do we do it? How, practically speaking, do we develop our mind into a mind of gratitude, which will eventually equal happiness. Have a wonderful week.